Hello and welcome to Green Planet, Blue Planet podcast, highlighting artists, teachers, authors, and philanthropists of the regenerative movement, people who are showing planetary leadership. My name is Julian Guderlein, and in today's episode, I am going to share some of my observations of the last um, weeks, months, and also some some context to the times we're in. It's, it's the end of March 2020, so right now the world is experiencing uh, what we're calling coronavirus, and um, you know a lot of the world is meeting up online in the planes of Zoom rather than um, in person. And so let me start by saying, so in the last few days, I certainly uh, did not leave the house for many things myself, uh, only going to the park, connecting to nature as like a daily um, principle. But beyond that, really had time to go deeper within as well. And so what I'm observing, firstly, is that this quest of the Green Planet, Blue Planet podcast is crystallizing clearer and clearer for me. So when I uh, say green planet, what I really mean is a planet with one trillion trees that we deliberately planted to balance our carbon connection with nature. And when I say blue planet, I mean, that's maybe even more obvious. It's a planet with cleaned up oceans and pollutant free air and water uh, streams that um, yeah, l let us be the human beings that, that we're here to be, uh, much rather than um, the machine world that, that seemed to have created that, that pollution in the first place, or to find a balance between those, those worlds, of course. And so planetary purpose, or in other words, planetary leadership, and people who are showcasing that, um, you know, entrepreneurs, field entrepreneurs, teachers and, and, and artists that are showing the way, that have been showing the way uh, for a long time, um, are due, due to this really privileged circumstance in which I, I'm sitting here recording this episode, is part of my weekly conversation. And so this week I want to report from um, a few planetary innovation lab councils that I was actually a part of. And so when I say planetary innovation lab, the way you can picture this is that um, right now, especially in times of coronavirus, where, you know, we can see some of the old matrix kind of uh, government structures falling apart or, or simply reacting the way they are, or, or even, even poorly, one can say. Um, so, so we need to find a different way of being able to react as a, a big a mass of people. And so there are actually a lot of people decentralized uh, organizing themselves um, in various groups. And those groups that share the same dream to go from egoverse to ecoverse, right? To go from Newtonian um, paradigm in, into, into quantum paradigm. Uh, that, that culture, uh, that cultural dreaming, you know, that integration where, where that uh, is funded on large scale where that is happening more and more, where our businesses are becoming greener and where we, um, yeah, we, we are regenerating with the earth. That mindset, that entire think tank really exists and those groups are, um, in my words, I would say planetary innovation labs. And I think this word is being echoed um, quite quite a bit now, which is really beautiful to see that we have a form of how we can organize self-organized, decentralized. The internet that we've built so far has given us that platform. Possibly the internet could be restructured or, or even serve us even more if it's freer and we own our own data streams. Um, but that's a kind of a, a next, right? Uh, I, one of the notions that came up today in one of the, the councils was that uh, a team now and a team next is a very um, 
adaptive way to be able to react because there is a team that is totally dedicated to the now and then also a team that is dedicated to the listening, to the deep integration, to the deep uh, process of building um, in harmony with the emerging future. And so the principle of emerging future is something that um, I think I first came across in the works of Otto Scharmer a few years ago when I did one of his courses online uh, in the Theory U Lab and really got fascinated with this idea that there is a timeline of an incoming future. And so part of today's episode, um, explaining about planetary leadership and you know really the focus of the green planet, blue planet, and also the visuals that I just shared, because those visuals are really, if we think from the planetary innovation lab uh, level, one level up of you know like a decentral kind of body that wants to meet, and these conversations are being had, is a unified planet alliance, and and like that UPA or unified planet planet alliance is is really just a gathering of councils of people that continuously uphold and uh, check in about the values we have and practice as humanity. And when I say decentralized, at the same time also uh, synchronistically known, you know? So it's, it's like um, possibly, we could picture this like uh, podcasts or live streams about things as well, because it's an intelligence, like a library of conversations that humans are having around a topic or something um, that we are evolving. So when I say evolving, I mean like our economic principles or our governing principles or the way we relate and make agreements that then create a shared reality that actually lead us to the places we want to see, which is a planet that works for everyone. And so in that context, uh, I just mentioned Otto Scharmer. I want to go into uh, one of the recent articles he published on the Cosmos Journal and um, cosmosjournal.org, uh, friends in the publishing context, people who really stand for deep and conscious content. And so in this article, um, he actually goes deeper into Rudolf Steiner. And some of you might know this, when I was 18, I um, went to Italy for almost a year, like I believe seven or eight months. And part of that program was a one month preparation in uh, Germany, actually, where I grew up, close to where I grew up in Frankfurt, to become adapt to the ways and teachings of Rudolf Steiner in like a crash course of three weeks. We were, you know, sharing uh, dorms. Um, it was boys only. I remember we were really close to a kindergarten and a school. We did some biodynamic farming, biodynamic approach to agriculture is what Rudolf Steiner is most famous for. Um, and he's also a highly trained scientist and respected philosopher in his time. Um, he, you know, had a very spiritual scientific approach and he called it anthroposophy. And maybe that's too esoteric for, for some people formerly, but now in the age of Aquarius, it's really begun in that sense, you know. It is 2020 after all, like times are, are deeply changing. This, this anthroposophy in Steiner's world, words or the biodynamic approach to agriculture or permaculture as we call it nowadays, I think is is a sense-making that a lot of us naturally arrive to. And this is what I mean when I speak about the shared dream, or it came up in other episodes, including uh, recently with Stephen Brooks, um, permaculture um, you know, legend from Costa Rica. Stephen was saying the same thing from egoverse to ecoverse, and how if, if everyone learns about permaculture, we would already be living in a different world because we would truly live in alignment with nature around us. And so this article... Uh, featuring Rudolf Steiner's work and highlighting that uh, relates 
to a lot of the work that um, we can observe in, in, in the planetary leadership of the today that has a conscious response to the times we're in and um, looking at the earth as a whole, looking at the earth as a living being, understanding the world not as a machine, not in you know Newtonian paradigm, but in quantum paradigm and such, seeing um, that economy means eco and eco has to come back into economy. Uh, there's a quote, the whole earth considered as an economic organism is the social organism. This is by Rolf Steiner and it continues, yet this is not being taken into account anywhere. It is precisely because of this error that the whole science of political economy has grown so remotely from reality. People want to establish principles that are meant to apply only to an individual self. Hence, if you study the French theory of economy, you will find it is constituted different from English or German or other economic theories. But as economists, what we really need is an understanding of the social organism in its totality. That's an end quote. And so, wow, what, what is Rudolf Steiner saying there to us? He's basically saying we want to listen to the earth as a whole. And then I say, listen, because that's really the notion that the yoga teachings um, have, have transmitted for thousands of years. And they call it sunya, deep listening, which is a state that every meditator knows. If you've done breath work with me before, you know. If you've been done doing breath work anywhere, you know. Um, sunya or, or, or deep listening or, or deep state meditation um, is a place where it's almost like for a while there is no thinking, if I would exp explain it, and then you start hearing an intelligence that's beyond your own intelligence or feeling or sensing um, or connecting in a way with an intelligence that is informing you in a larger sense. And so just like we're saying this in this podcast, Green Planet, Blue Planet, um, regularly, how then can we rethink and redefine the fundamental economic concepts, concepts that frame our discussions and shape our key institutions in society today? In the same sense, this article is exploring this, this question and uh, answers it first and foremost with um, the notion of listening. And I will make sure to link out the Cosmos Journal uh, publication here. It's called Rethinking Economics. Because really, one of the strong points Otto Scheimer and um, in extension, Rudolf Steiner are making, and that are echoed in many episodes of the Green Planet, Blue Planet show, and are echoed in a lot of the sentiment of how people react to climate change, how people react to coronavirus, and how people react to governments fucking up, and how people react to leadership of economy uh, fucking up, or investments going rogue, or, you know, being a lot more black market than we actually understand uh, at large. So, so in that sense, what's being echoed here and what is really, I think, eventually a, a direction humanity needs to choose willingly, uh, knowing that we have big destructive powers, understanding that we have big creation powers, and then um, eventually seeing that all economic thinking must be grounded in a one-planet reality. Because even if we become a multi-planetary species, we're still coming back to a one planet in which we originate. 
And so as we're originating on this planet, and this is a one planet system, it, it fascinates me going away from this article, but fascinates me, which has come up a lot in the last 175 episodes as well, that both the most primitive ways of living the human uh, experience and the most advanced ways of living the human experience in a technological sense. And I'm speaking um, dominant paradigm lens here. The most primitive ways would be a shamanic culture living with the earth. People who do so come to that realization, we are one planet. We are living a one planet reality. We are all one. We are all connected, interconnected, and therefore also in respect with each other. And on the other hand, people who are living out this technological uh, striving, um, international astronauts who have gone to space, who are like the peak of the Western culture that we have built, um, they come to the same understanding. They reach the same place of consciousness when they see Earth from outer space, the overview effect. There is the realization of we're actually one planet. This is actually the pale blue dot in space. And look at that the green planet, blue planet, right? And so in that notion, I believe economics and governance has to ultimately serve planet. This is the, the planet part of the people, planet, profit, purpose, quadruple bottom line that um, you, you've seen me talk um, or you've, you've heard me talk about before. And that notion is becoming like a... Yeah, like an actual bottom line, because otherwise, where do we make the cut to say business is just business as usual? Oh, surprise, coronavirus pandemic is over. You, you were all in there for four to six weeks or however long this is going to last. This is going to sound funny from uh, uh, later on in this year when we can listen to this episode. Um, but here you go. Go, 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 go back, go back to, to work in that sense. Um, but really... Going back to business as usual, I think if we look at the ecological crisis and the state of the world and some of the um, uh, governance leadership um, examples, I think we, we can just go entirely back to business as usual, um, but, but really continuously form and rethink uh, the way we govern and the way we create um, our economic relations, right? Our... Um, international, uh, global, planetary relations, our relations with the planet, and then, of course, our economy and our actual leadership. And so challenging this and also really wanting to um, continuously cre create a resource and a library for you tuning in and listening that um, brings on some of the highlight teachers and pioneers, makers and shakers of that I, I call it the, the regenerative movement, but really of planetary leadership, planetary innovation. People that, like Otto Scharmer, don't just write nice articles, but also, you know, um, publish, teach, and work with MIT University in Boston, um, or like Charles Eisenstein, who has been on already twice, um, who, who would, would probably be open to come back as well if, if people wanted to hear more of Charles. Um, so let me know if you have an inkling. There is a lot brewing in the background. And so just to complete the people, planet, profit notion, I think economy containing the word eco, providing for and with the entire planet, 
ensuring with and for every people that for me already is purpose so a triple bottom line or quadruple bottom line is 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 very similar and the profit part comes actually only in because that's where we're coming from we're coming from the timeline where profit is what drives the economy so we have to integrate there and this is a fundamental clarity that i think everyone uh, is starting to, to get really strongly and so um, let's see what experiments are saying, which are the islands of sanity in the financial transition, but it will probably still take a little while as we're expanding and testing out new things and learning how to live with currency, learning how to build new transactions with currency, learning how to have currencies that support um, the people and planet level as much as the profit level. So coming into that purpose, I want to share a little bit more about what Green Planet, Blue Planet is up to. Um, we're growing 175 episodes. I am so stoked for each and every one of you listening, sharing, leaving a review, tagging a friend, really making those episodes count and get more and more listeners. Join our uh, the few thousand people that are tuned in at this point. Uh, make sure to check out the Facebook group. Make sure to check out my Instagram. Uh, the Facebook group is called Green Planet, Blue Planet Community. My Instagram is simply my name, Julian, Julian Guderlei. And be engaged. I, I love hearing from you. Right now, what I'm planning is I am launching a Patreon in the next few weeks. I have it basically ready. I'm in first and primary conversations with a few brand sponsors to come on as a um, paid sponsorship within the episode. Really want to co-create this with you all. And that's why I'm sharing it before it's launching. Um, Definitely running a podcast costs money. I have spent it mostly out of my own pocket so far and I'm ready to transition into 200 episodes and beyond where I can produce on higher and higher quality, upgrading my gear, ultimately renting a studio, um, setting up on, on Vancouver Island in a way that I can host interviews in person, um, have Zoom recordings in the highest quality and share with you all those interviews of planetary leadership and planetary innovation with people that live it, with people that embody it, with people that showcase it and make it the new normal. And so that form of leadership also really um, challenges me to step into a form of, of, of new and testing out how Patreon can support me with this mission. And so my intention is to keep it at a small number of patrons and have really clear... Um, reciprocal exchange of value and so uh, anyone who is operating a, a business a brand a foundation or um, some kind of a council that sponsors or has um, money to currency to um, expand into other projects and reach my audience and reach all of you in a conscious and direct way is really invited to step into dialogue with me And so last but not least, what I want to really share and just make clear in, in you know, all of these episodes and all of my uh, shares or examples, metaphors, uh, articles like I brought up today, none of this is to be taken too literal. Reality is for you to experience. Everything else is an inspiration and a, a piece of information that comes into your world. So choose wisely the programs you choose and choose with your heart, your gut, and your brain aligned. And when you love something, share it, speak about it, reach out to friends, because the more we create a ripple that turns into a wave, the more people we can 
um, count in the team of the One Earth, uh, you know, not just transmission, but actually the One Earth life or the New Earth, how many people have called it. Um, simply the now, because as you're listening to this, we are already engaged in this kind of synergetic ripple. So this is it for now. that's that another episode of green planet blue planet podcast i hope you truly enjoyed this one and received some insights knowledge and a form of learning that you can directly apply to your life into your relationships or maybe even into your business and the way you show up for the world because this is a movement and we're all part of it and we're in this together we're here to create a world of a triple bottom line where you win i win and the entire planet wins We're raising consciousness together, and you know that. That's why you're listening. That's why I love you. So make sure to share the love. Hit subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Invite a friend to listen to Green Planet, Blue Planet podcast. And if you have an idea who else you'd like me to interview, make sure you reach out and send me a suggestion. Definitely check out greenplanet-blueplanet.com, the website to the podcast. I've created a lot of different offers for you, free content, free meditations for you to amplify your connection to self, the state of social impact in the world, and for you to connect and listen to who you could support of the people that I actually interview because their missions are ongoing and a lot of them need more collaboration. And after more than 100 episodes now with some of the world's leading social impact experts, I have synthesized my most inspired learnings and takeaways to create coaching and mentorship programs for you and the people around you. Let me share with you about planetary purpose coaching and mentorship experiences. If you're in a space in your life where you're ready to level up to amplify who you are, what's coming through you and what you're doing to give your gift to the world, then I would love to hear from you and I'd love for you to apply to one of my private mentorships or group mentorships. Last but not least, there's a few different group experiences I host both in person and online. All of them are quantum learning environments and I'm happy to tell you more. So simply inform yourself and stay connected because whatever resonates with you, I'm here to support you and bring out more purpose into the world. And with that being said, wherever you are in the world, make sure to be you, show up all the way, be all in, connect with someone today, make them smile, have yourself a stellar day. Lots of love to you and until soon.